0: This is the Skeptical Student Show, created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. You can always listen to the episode on Fast Forward and follow the podcast to never miss new episodes. Hello everyone, I am Gavish and I welcome you back to yet another episode of the Skeptical Student Show. The topic at hand today is going to be role of students in education system. This is particularly an interesting topic because we have come to see that students for whom the system is supposedly designed are generally sidelined by this system or are generally sidelined by the people in this system with a minimal say. And for this, I have a very special guest, Afsar Maniar, who is a student at Ashoka University planning to major in History and International Relations. Also. One of the heads for Project IQ, a part of Kids Education Revolution, and a TEDx speaker. Welcome, Afsar. Blast from the Past segment. So, Afsar, how about we begin by hearing from you briefly about the topic and also about your experience with. KER, which is the Kids Education
1: Revolution. So I'll start off with Kids Education Revolution. So this is an interesting journey where I realized that students are an equal part of education system. So I was in my eighth grade and I just switched school from primary to secondary and got a new set of schools and organizations. So there is this uh, thing in Pune where you know that secondary education in Pune is not free so most of the government school students in Pune like me either drop out or either go to low-income private schools or change medium of language right they change from English to maybe Marathi or a Hindi medium school so that's the problem so there's this organization name as I teach schools in Pune which encounter this and aims to provide free education for these students who are, you know, economically deprived. So this was a set of teachers I got in eighth grade. And, you know, that was the point I realized that how holistic teaching could be because they they were the first ones to told us that you are also a part of this education system and these are certain things which as a teacher and student we can deal with together. For example, it started with as simple as teachers and students sharing lunch in the lunch break. So there was not even this equality where a student can freely express their emotions with teachers. So this started with on this lane and then I realized that I need to come up and help my teachers in a certain way. So, I started a quiz club in my school, and that club, from that one club, I later on decided that there needs to be something more. There that was a the point when I got to know about this platform. This is a platform organized by Teach for India, Neonas Education Revolution, where students who aim to revolutionize education or bring certain change in education from their own perspective through different projects, come up together and discuss their projects and organize a two-day summit. So that summit is basically completely student organized and teachers participate into that to see how innovative ideas students have and students and teachers can really be partner in this education system. So that's the platform and basically this is how my journey through it starting
0: impressive i'm actually loving the sound of it i'm loving how you talked about student-led initiatives and how we should expect more from our students than just to score good marks problem pain points and seeking solution segment yeah and what do you think about the topic i mean the role of a student in education system We know for the fact that students are as much deserving to be a stakeholder in the education system as much as parents and teachers do, and yet they end up being sidelined. So, what are your views about that?
1: True. I think as long as students are aimed to be the receiver of education, as only the receivers of education, this is not going to change, right? So, in this process of building up this education system where uh, parents and teachers are supposed to be expertised and students are supposed to, you know, just wrote learn and take it from them in this process they forgot the students are the ones who are going to develop through this process and they are the ones whose interest needs to be keep in mind because if they are not loving what they do they are basically doing nothing in the whole process and this propaganda has been going on from a long time that adults are the ones who know what's best for kids whereas although kids have proven at different points of time throughout history that may that be Greta Thunberg or may that be any other kid who have come up with their voice and shown that there is much more in in this education which could be brought kids can be change makers kids can be leaders as as long as kids can are only seen as receivers of education. This I think this problem is going to prolong. And talking about how important a stakeholder they could be, I would say that they are a very important stakeholder. And it would be very hard to define the particular role. They are basically the soul of the education system, right? They are the receivers, they are the doers, they are the future. They are the ones who are going to adapt to it. They are the ones who are going to change it. So they are the ones who are going to make it from static to dynamic. And I think. That's how they can be a very, very important part of education system because they can help design classes better. They can make sure that, you know, the parents have this set of beliefs that academics is the only way through success, but that's not true. You know, Students have a set of interests which they don't get to explore in the system because again, it's limited and people are like studies first, extracurriculars later on, but that's not the fact. So I think getting enough freedom, leveraging student leadership, and actually listening to students would really help bring this equality in the stakeholder system and would eventually better the whole sort of classroom environment and the education system.
0: Yes, I would just say this, that today's students are tomorrow's parents and teachers. True. I think this line can do wonders if understood correctly.
1: Yeah, I very well agree with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you. I understood the whole point of the students being perceived as the receivers. But what leads to this preconceived notion being formed in the mind of the society? And how can this notion be changed, according to you?
1: This is a tough question. I don't know. This this is very deep-rooted and a lot of research to what comes from this but if you look at ancient schools they were not like this right ancient universities like Nalanda and all where students were given the choice of choosing their teachers and then they were living with program of a residential learning and then they have this conversations with their teachers the teachers also had a lot of freedom right where they could choose their source material they could choose the way of teaching so I think we have got too much methodological with the time and gotten into a very particular way of working which have through the time made the system this sort of static and not growing this could be the one of the reasons and another reason is again that ideology right that you know adults know better for we know better what's good for our kids this sense of ownership which is there but that sense of immaturity which is expected from kids to be irrational too imaginative and too not realistic to be precise but I think this propagandas and these stereotypes are there which leads to them and to answer your next question how can this be dealt with I think one of the big uh, things would be to challenge the you know teaching methodology which we follow of rote learning so if we see like the most of the teachers which we do have in the present are like they are knowledgeable but they don't know how to teach so teaching is something which is you know out of context there are a lot of i think 17 teaching degrees available in india but most of the teaching colleges in india offer only two or three like BA, that's the only thing that's offered and there's no practical teaching and there's no practical you know, student involvement that's focused on it's just the completing the syllabus so i think more involvement of like teaching abilities more involvement of Trust in students where uh, student leadership is leveraged. And how can that be done? That's again coming back to my project, which was Project IQ or Inner Mm -hmm. Quest, where I tried to leverage certain extracurricular activities in students. And those are the ways students can actually prove themselves to teachers that we have this ability and we have this ability to speak. And this is how we found our voice. So we are able enough to also contribute in class and we're able enough to actually make a plan for the class so i think these are two to three ways in which this challenge can be addressed
0: great points and i heard you speaking about extracurriculars so why do you think we live in a society wherein schools tend to sideline the extracurriculars as the child grows up
1: that's an interesting question again that comes with a lot of thinking of this method where you know academics is supposed to be the safest and the best way to success but we clearly see that's not working out right we have a lot of graduates in india who are unemployed yet so this is not happening so we just stick to it because people or our parents told their parents and their parents told them that you know this is theirs this phrase <laughs> That's there, right? So, this is deep rooted into our mindsets, and this goes on. So that's why it's sidelined, and that's how it has been sidelined throughout the education courses. And also, it goes on a lot on to how our uh, education policies frame right there's no scope for extracurriculars there's no grading system there's no there's nothing for like extracurricular to be a part of it it's more about academics academics and academics there's no nothing like skill development and all that's involved into the curriculum so i think that's how it's sidelined and also a lot of things this goes to parents and also the board examination concept where you know the goal of a student is not clear for me i would say that until i got into I T schools and got these opportunities like case education revolution i only knew that i need to give my board examinations and i didn't know what to do after that so i think that's not very clear and also this conception is not there that a kid or a career option, which known to be the outcome of this education system, a career option, and that thinking is actually firstly very wrong. But yeah, it would come to that later on. But the second thing, you know, the career option is always looked upon as academics, there's nothing looked upon just my kid could be, you know, a great football player might be a great public speaker. So there's not this notion in the society which is there yet. And uh, I think it's coming slowly. But Yeah, that's how it is.
0: Yes, and I absolutely hate this idea of sidelining extracurriculars because I was someone at school who loved being on the stage. The stage felt like home, being engaged in debates and all, all of those activities. I think it further helped me with my academics rather than slowing me down. Right. And also, it is good to see... The world finally waking up to the reality because we see recommendations being made in the NEP about which we did a separate episode. And also, do you know that Delhi University has given 100% weightage to CUCT so boards are not the ultimate... Yeah, yeah boards have actually lost their relevance in today's time and will continue to do so even for the future. So, it's actually good to see the world gradually changing. Talking about college, you would agree that there is a stark contrast between schools and colleges, wherein in schools, everything is basically governed by teachers. Children have a minimal to no say at all but totally different to that in college everything is being organized by students the activities and all and teachers tend to take a back seat and they are there just to teach do you think this change or these good qualities could be incorporated from the colleges into the schools of india and what would this lead to
1: yeah this is a very interesting point and this is where a lot of students lack right school they don't get the talk about extracurricular, they don't get the exposure to organize things and all of a sudden then there is this major gap when we come to college where students who have got experience to organize such stuff they do but then again the ones who haven't had the privilege to do so get sidelined and I think that's what the purpose of teachers should be in the schools too right they are not the ones who should hold students let them sit and like study this study that they're supposed to be the mentors they're supposed to be the guides of students who provide them with resources, who provide them with guidance and students are supposed to be the ones who, you know, explore themselves and find out what they really want to do. So I think that's what the ultimate goal of an teacher should be. And I think a teacher would be a successful teacher when the class is able to operate and learn without the presence of the teacher where students are owning their learning. So I think this could be very well adapted into schools of India. I know that initially there needs to be this spoon feeding. There needs to be this, but not supposed to be converted into rote learning and, you know, sort of teacher authority over students where students are not supposed to speak. But it is supposed to convert into something very like a friendly nature where teachers are... As mentors, putting in guidances and students are exploring their, you know, interests and academic interests and what they want to do with the particular subject.
0: Exactly. And I think the students also need to equally partake in the processes of raising their voice and generally activities or things taking place around them so that they don't end up getting a shock once they reach college or the real world. Coming to my next point, how do you think we spoke about teachers and there can be incidences. There are cases when teachers tend to develop a particular bias or they they tend to mistreat a particular child. So have you ever experienced that? And if you have, what would be your advice to the children who actually do go through such things?
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, like I have experienced a lot of corporeal punishment in my life. In my second grade, I was in this uh, sort of students were making rakas and i was a part of it and a teacher bet me so badly that my head started bleeding then i changed my school and in the next school too you know, that those are the times when corporal punishment sort of was not taken this seriously and was allowed to a level and in my second school too i was beaten by different teachers and this this really has an impact on you as a kid you're trying but then you're like sort of your voice is suppressed and this beating makes you more reserved and never lets you come up and really show the confidence to learn even if you know the right answer in the class you won't stand up and tell that answer and that holding is very bad for the future any kid who had experienced this i would say it's very it's very helpful to talk it out even if i not need to be this serious as beating up even a bias like you're performing hard but you're not getting results because a teacher has a bias towards a kid this, as a kid, is like, we are very emotional and this really strikes us hard very emotionally and this has impact on us, right? And that's what I was talking about, a friendly nature and a friendly thing in like between a teacher and student that's very needed in the classes but right now since it's seeing that's not there a student really needs to talk it out and and I believe in students I believe that when kids are given opportunities and kids can actually come up and talk about their feelings so I really believe in that and I think a student should really talk it out with someone maybe not the solution maybe not once in my science school I tried a to transfer a teacher who used to beat kids, not teach in the class. I was really not sure it would happen because, you know, I really didn't have any support system except a few of my teachers and a few of my friends. But it did happen. So I would say just come up. If you hold on, there are what? There are like one teacher and there are like sort of 60 students in a class. So that's something that's very rebellious. But I would say coming up, talking to people would really help. Because otherwise, this is something which needs to be solved at a a lot bigger level, but there's some minor actions a student themselves can do.
0: That's extremely sad to hear about what happened to you. But some people tend to argue that beating is required in order to instill discipline in the child. To what extent would you agree to this statement? Do you think beating is justified at all?
1: I don't think it is justified. Basically, you're trying that beating someone so they behave righteously in a society and behaving righteously in a society doesn't involve beating at all basically you being a hypocrite i would say where you're trying to force and put violence on someone so that they are a better citizen it really doesn't make sense and it is not justifiable rather you love someone and really change that person from heart And then that person really behaves and learns. Because nobody tries that, right? You see how many kids are beaten up in India. A lot of them. And how many drops out? A lot. A lot. See, students don't come to school to study. A lot of them come for this midday meal thing which we have. So it really doesn't matter when you beat them up. It's more about, you know, sticking up to kids. Like if they stick to school, that's when they'll have some chance of getting to know themselves and having a better life or a better chance at life. Beating a lion up so that he's performing civilized in a circus, but at last it's still still a lion, right?
0: Great. I really admire how you pointed out the flaw in the ideology about how the people are themselves hypocrites. Or even if you are successful in getting respect from the person after beating them, I think that respect will be driven from fear And not actually respect. And respect driven from fear is not respect at all. This also leads the child into believing that violence is a justified way of dealing with conflict, which is absolutely wrong. True. Yeah. You would agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on, why do you think there is a tendency in the society? for the students to constantly seek validation from teachers and parents to choose a career of their choice. And why can't they actually follow their heart?
1: So this concept of you know 21st century skills following passions have recently started. This is pretty new and very hard to answer why is it done. And it's not only in India, I would say that's done right here we respect our adults a lot and we take their guidance. but one thing which we completely forget is the aspect of individuality where uh, an individual is supposed to listen to them take their advice but take the choice where choice which he or she believes in and also it comes from a lot of you know security and uh, jobs purposes it, it's very very much again outcome dependent where education's outcome is taken as uh, doing a mere job but i think i think education is something in a kids or a student's life, which is a wholesome experience, which is more about finding themselves as a person, exploring themselves as a human and coming out as better humans. This this should be the outcome of education. I don't know why. It's mere employment and that's why everybody wants to be secure. Why would somebody take risk in that and that's why you know students are forced to do certain things and then there's propagandas like science gives you money so what gives you money is the best job and what doesn't and that's how our it's not a fault of our parents that's how it's been operated throughout the ages but now we are coming to this and we are understanding as you know 21st century students now is it our time to make our parents believe that we have the potential to do it
0: points well made
1: moral of the episode
0: and towards the end what would be in your words the moral of this episode so last words from your side
1: if given a chance students can do amazing things students can bring their voice up Students can fight a terrorist organization students can start a climate change moment students can do amazing things if given the chance at the scope and students have the capability as teachers and as parents it's only takes a leap of faith to trust your students and give them an opportunity to be the leaders they are meant to be for tomorrow and not only a mere employee which this education system basically is trying to make them and as a student i would say believe in your capabilities and you'll find the right resources because every student i believe is a leader.
0: Great. Every student is a leader. Supplementary segment. So for Afsar and those who do not know, we have a supplementary segment wherein we give something back to our listeners, something of value. And for today, I would recommend you to watch not one but two videos on YouTube, both of which are TED Talks. The first one being a TED talk by our very own guest, Afsar Maniar. The video is titled as, I have a voice. You can go look it up on YouTube or the link will be made available in the episode description. The second video is called, Reimagining Classrooms, Teachers as Learners and Students as Leaders. The link to both the videos will be made available in the episode description. Thank you so much Afsar for taking out time and doing this. I absolutely loved our discussion and I hope our listeners will definitely take something away from this. So before we go away, we'd like to leave you with our social media handles for you to stay connected just in case. So I'm called Gavish Raptor with G-A-V-I-S-H underscore R-A-P-T-O-R on Instagram.
1: Afsar, what about you? Mine is Afsar, A F S D-A R. 3917. So if you want, you can follow me up there and I'm very honored and very thank you Gavish for giving me this platform.
0: The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in today and don't forget to tune in next week for a fresh episode. You were listening to the Skeptical Student Show by Gavish Raptor, created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify.